0: Welcome to the I Will Teach You A Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language, with me, Ollie Richards. Hello. 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 Hola. Good morning everybody, welcome back to the I Will Teach You A Language podcast. It's uh, great to be back after a little hiatus uh, while I um, shipped myself off to Hong Kong, which is where I am right now. In the, in the Western Yunlong district of, uh, of Hong Kong, recording this right now for your listening pleasure or, or not as the case may be. Anyway, I thought I would start today's episode by reading a, a bit of feedback on the podcast that I got recently. And it goes like this. Cheers to the new year. I hope 2018 is off to a good start for you. I wanted to send you a thank you for the I Will Teach You Language podcast. I look forward to every episode and it's been a great resource for me. I'm also signed up for your emails and I love reading about your journey and how you've overcome obstacles to your learning. I live in rural Vermont in the US and it can feel a little isolating at times in terms of resources and learning on your own. I really appreciate the inspiration you give to take charge of one's personal goals to succeed. So massive thank you for everything. Well, thank you very, very much for the person that left uh, this feedback. I I really appreciate it. And as I say, always like getting feedback like this is, is always um, my favorite thing of all because it's, you know, I I do this, you know, I'm recording this right now, staring at a microphone and a screen, you know, it's, it's not like, like you perceive it, uh, in wherever you are in the world. Like someone uh, sent me a message. I think they left a message on the on the blog recently, saying, "I'm, I'm listening to this whilst I'm on the on the metro in Tokyo on my way to work." Um, apologies, I can't remember the name of um, of the person that left that. But it's so cool to to, to hear all the different places that um, that you guys listen to me speaking into my microphone and looking at my screen. It's kind of weird. Anyway, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, the wonderful Italki. I get all my language lessons through italki. They're usually not lessons as such, but more um, opportunities for speaking practice. And you can get lessons with teachers from all over the world. So if you'd like to get a free lesson through my special link, you can go to Iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson to get started there. All right, then let's hear from Judy. Hello, Ollie. This is Judy from California, and I'm studying Spanish. I have a question about tutors. As I work with tutors, even if I send them vocabulary lists or your wonderful guidelines from Fluent Spanish Academy beginners, I'm still not corrected very much, and I feel as though I'm just kind of blubbering along. So perhaps my expectations are out of order. What exactly can I expect in terms of correction with a tutor? Thanks so much for all that you do. I'm a real fan. Judy, thank you very much for your question. And thank you very much to you personally as well, because uh, although we, we've never met, but I know that you have been a absolutely huge supporter of, of me, um, and everything that I do over, the, over the years for, for a long time now. And, you know, you're one of the people who has regularly and reliably um, provided feedback and given me suggestions. And I'm really, really grateful for that because without um, this kind of interaction, it is, uh, you know, no, nothing nothing can happen and nothing can improve. So, so thanks to you. I, I really appreciate you and all your involvement uh, with what I do. So to your question, correction. It's one of those things, I think, that can be perceived very differently from the student and the teacher. Any teacher worth their salt actually thinks about the issue of correction a lot. It's one of the big topics in teaching. Um, there's a, a related issue, which is teacher talking time. It's known as TTT in the trade, teacher talking time. And that relates to basically how much of, of the class time the teacher spends speaking themselves as opposed to letting the student speak. It's a, a, a typical trait of newbie teachers that they'll speak a lot because they're nervous. And yeah, teachers get nervous too. And so along along that continuum then, you have teachers who can speak a lot out of nervousness and, and the feeling that they need to teach. And then at the other end, you've got the student uh, speaking and the teacher allowing the student to speak creating the space for the student to speak and then the question for the teacher becomes well how often do I correct now I remember when I was learning to teach I um there's one class in particular I always used to go through phases you know all teachers do you learn about new methods you get new ideas you have new experiences and, and you experiment and as a teacher you know I remember walking out of one group class in, in, in Japan once and um Talking to a another teacher in the staff room afterwards, and and I kind of, I, I think I was pretty much kind of gloating about the lesson, basically saying, you know, I I think I said about twenty words in that whole lesson. The point being that the te- the students were speaking all the time, because. In that particular context, the, the students there in Japan, they would only speak English once a week when they came to this lesson on a Saturday morning, right? And so for me, one of the priorities was allowing them to speak as much as possible. And so I would find ways to, to encourage discussion and ways for them to speak. And then my job was kind of to get out of the way. Now, that that's a decision that I made. And I think I, over time, I kind of learned that you've got to make those decisions very much with respect to this the the situation of the individual students so in a situation like that i think it was a good move because those students really wanted to get practice and it's very common in japan and places like that that they people can maybe hear english on the tv or read it in books but never get the chance to speak so i kind of took the view right well one of the best services i can give students here is to allow them to speak but i did realize at one point i'd gone a little bit too far in that direction and i was allowing them to speak so much that i wasn't correcting enough and as one of my my own uh, teaching mentors uh, used to used to tell me, you know, we have a responsibility to correct as teachers. It's not good enough to let students just speak because there are very simple things that we can do to to correct. And there are lots of different ways to correct. We can maybe speak about this later. But we have an, an obligation to to correct students because we can raise awareness of fossilized errors, and we can. Relatively simply, by just interjecting or, or or highlighting an error, fix things that are going wrong in the student's language. Not least to mention the fact that it's what students expect, as you are articulating here, Judy. Students expect to be corrected. But the reason I told that story is because I don't think there's such there's such a thing as a right or wrong amount to be corrected. It depends very much on your circumstances. So, for example, Judy, if you went to your teacher and you said to your teacher, "Look, I, I speak Spanish every day." Speaking a lot of Spanish is not my issue. My problem is uh accuracy. I just keep making mistakes. Well, in that situation, really, your teacher should be correcting you as much as possible. If, on the other hand, you went to your lesson and you said, you know, I'm I I studying every day, doing my grammar books and taking all these courses and things like that, but I simply don't have any, any opportunity to speak. Well, then if I were the teacher, I would be thinking to myself, well, OK, I need to give Judy as much speaking time as possible because you've got to you've got to, you know, if you're studying a lot by yourself, the way that you really the way that that uh, kind of filters out into your ability to speak Spanish is by having the opportunity to speak and articulate yourself and try to get your views out there. Use the language that you're that you've been studying in, in conversation. Right, so if I were the teacher, I would be really trying to create as much space as possible for you to study, for you to speak, sorry. So there's no right or wrong way. And it always comes back to this. You've got to have that conversation with the teacher. Teachers are often as nervous or more nervous than the students because they want to impress. You know, they want to, they want to do a good, they want to, they want the student to feel like they're getting their money's worth. All kinds of things go on in the minds of, of the teacher, you know, and I think as students, we don't really appreciate that. And I always find that you know, in in my own teaching, like the best thing that a student can do is just tell me what they want, because then we can get rid of all the, the nonsense, and just get down to the business of what the student wants. And it may be the case that what the student wants isn't the right thing for them. OK, but then at least you can have a conversation along more honest lines. About the real issue, rather than this kind of this kind of game of oh well, I I want the teacher to correct me more, but I'm too polite to say, and and the teacher is you know everyone guessing all the time. So I would have the conversation with your teacher Judy and, and say, look, I'm wondering if we can do more of this. If you can correct me a little bit more, and then see where it goes. That will provoke a reaction of some kind from the teacher. It might be the case that they have decided to uh, intentionally. To, to not correct you so much or it might just kind of give them a bit of a, a kind of a, a jolt and make them think oh actually yeah i haven't been correcting her all that much so maybe i should do that a bit more either way it's going to move you one step closer i don't think you can say that there is a certain expectation because there are lots of different ways of teaching and learning every teacher is different so it all starts with having that uh, that conversation all right so i hope that's helpful. Many different ways to skin a cat as ever. Debates among teachers and teacher trainers and uh, researchers rage about this. I mentioned earlier that there are different ways to correct and there are. You can, um, you can correct on the spot. So if you say, I gone, I can jump in and say, I went. There are, there's what's called echoing. So for example, if you say, I gone, then I could repeat back to you, I gone. So I kind of repeat back the error. To raise, in, a, in an attempt to raise your awareness of it. And then uh, there's, uh, there are other things. So like there are delayed correction, for example. So like, if you make a mistake, I could take a note of what you, of what you say, uh, the mistake that you make. And then later when we finish talking, then I can run through the errors and help you correct that way. So there's lots of different ways to do it. And often when I'm having, uh, if I'm working with a language partner, for example, I might say to them, uh, you know, what I would really like you to do is just make little notes of my mistakes and then we'll talk about them later. Because what I'm looking for in a language partner is the opportunity to speak as much as possible, because I because I, I think that that's important. But I have that conversation with them and I ask them. All comes back to the conversation. Okay, Judy, so I, I hope that's helpful. Again, it's great to hear from you and best of luck with the course. If you would like to ask me a question, you can go to com forward slash ask. Almost forgot it. it? I will do your language.com forward slash ask to leave me a question. And at the end of every episode, I would like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And today, Judy mentioned um, my Spanish beginner program that she's been working through and again she did leave this question some time ago so you may well have finished it by now judy but anyway this program you if you if you're a long-term listener of the podcast you may well uh, remember me me talking about this uh, sometime last year i think but this program is aimed at beginners and it's based on story in fact, the engine of the whole course is a story in Spanish that has been created especially for this program. And by the end of the course, you will you will have actually read and listened to an entire book in Spanish. And the way the course works is that I then you know after reading and listening to one of the, the chapters from the story, I then break it apart and I have all these teaching videos where I, I I show you how the Spanish works and I help you to understand the story. So by the end of the course, you've consumed a whole book in Spanish. And you spent so much time reading and listening that you develop this familiarity with the language, this, under- this natural understanding of Spanish that you simply cannot get through other kind of easy, digestible McNugget type courses where you just learn a little thing here and l- learn a little thing there. I basically created uh, this course for myself if I were to go back and learn Spanish again based on the methodology that, that I believe in and that I talk about uh, here on the podcast. So if you're interested in learning Spanish, then... um Come over and, and get involved. I'd love to have you as a student. You can go to FluentSpanishAcademy.com. That's FluentSpanishAcademy.com. And there you've got uh, an option to select beginner or intermediate. Um, for that course, you want to select the beginner option. And that will take you through to to find out more about that course. And because the intermediate option is for um, a different uh, program which is aimed at intermediate spanish learners. So anyway, go go over and, uh, and and check that out. You'll see what um what Judy's been talking about because uh part of the course is that we link all the activities from the stories to speaking lessons. So you have this pack, speaking pack that you hand to your teacher and then it's actually written in spanish for spanish teachers. So you've got to just hand it to them and then they know exactly how to help you practice the stuff that you've learned from the stories. We've got this big cycle in between the the reading and the listening, the input that you're getting, then the activities that you study by yourself, and then the speaking. So anyway, lots of great stuff there. If you're interested in learning Spanish, go and check it out, fluentspanishacademy.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Take care. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.